Right, we're just getting these alerts off. Awesome. Good morning, everyone. First, we want to say good morning to the wisdom, everyone that's on our wisdom app. This is Monday, Monday Mindset, and we're super excited because we have Paul Fritchioni on, and we're going to talk about all things great on Monday Mindset. But good morning, everyone. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Naughty Boss, live with two. Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0. And of course, whenever we think of mindset, we always think of our um, amazing little brother. We've just adopted him. You're stuck with us, Paul. Sorry, that's-, that's I love it. it is. <laughs> Welcome back to the Two Sisters podcast. We are so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be back. And you know, one of the fun things about being on your podcast, I love being live. There's a different energy doing it live than it is recorded. So whatever you say, it sticks. You can't take it back. I love it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. that's one of the things we like, especially all the little glitches that uh, do occur. Um, and that's one of the things that a lot of people will get nervous over or get, you know, get a little like, oh my God, what's going on? Like, you know, they can't hear, we're freezing up or this or that. We uh, love sharing that piece about our podcast because it's, it's real, it's authentic, and we really are showcasing the fact that anybody that is passionate about anything that they want to share, talk about subject matters, whatever it may be, helping other people, that you don't need the fancy equipment, that you don't need the big studio, that you can do it on the go, on the fly, with all the bumps and bruises, and you still really reach out to people. So we love that. Yeah, we do. And you know, hey, the bumps and bruises, that is part of the journey. And you're sharing your, your, we're sharing our passion um, in such a way where, yeah, when we first started out, I, I'm not going to lie with you, Paul, like, I, when my sister said, yeah, get the podcast up and running, and she hung up, I was like, <laughs> terrified. I'm like, well, okay, now what do I do? But you know what, we figured it out along the way. And I many times Carol Sue and I both go back to, you know, our first few recorded um, episodes and stuff like this used to freak me out, which I'm, you know, having you on, of course, for on a mindset Monday is so perfect. So let's hop right on into it. Paul, when somebody, um, and by the way, this is Paul's fifth appearance on Two Sisters. Yes, we, you know, of course, uh, Carol and I fondly refer to Paul as a, a repeat offender. And we obviously love like that. We like that because we, you know, we're blessed that we have so many really great guests that really enlighten so many viewers and listeners. Um, and it's like, it's, it's very hard to really showcase a guest in a, in a short, shorter period of time, whether it's 30 minutes, whether it's 60 minutes, however long the podcast goes. And I, that's what I like about that. We actually are able to bring back other, hold on, I'm just saying goodbye to John. Yep. <laughs> and see, this is all part of live. See, I'm, I'm dropping him off. Uh, he's got an appointment and I'm doing a live broadcast and we, we just go with the flow. But the point being is, we love uh, when someone resonates the way that Paul does with so many people, you have to bring them back because the journey is not, it's, it's ever evolving. It's ever, it's ever in motion. It's ever progressing. And he just, you know, has so many, so many good insights to mindset, telling your story um, that of course we will, you know, he will always be our little brother. And now he's stuck with us forever. I like that. Forever. So, Paul, the first question that I have for you, 
really is about rewriting your story because I think so many times and and as I was chatting about you know how when we initially started and like I was so fearful and so scattered and like flustered at all these little technical things happening and now I'm just like eh, oh well what would you in your in rewriting your story which continues to evolve what is one thing for you that really sticks out when when you are coaching your clients with rewriting their story? You know the the journey that uh, that I've been on and you guys are, are on as well. Um, you think about things in one way, and then when you start in you start down that path, you go, "Oh wow, it's totally different than I thought. It's even better than I thought." And that's what's been going on with me with my coaching business. When I first started coaching um, several years ago, I thought, okay, I'm going to go there and I'm going to give advice and they're going to listen and it's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. And that's not how it goes at all. And I love it because that's not how it goes. I've learned the most powerful, the two most powerful things in coaching are actively listening and having empathy. For, for your client and having empathy for yourself. I've had, I've had uh, sessions with guests or clients where I probably said in an hour session, I probably said three words. And most of the time after I do those three words, they say, wow, this is our best session yet. And I'm thinking in my back of my head, I'm going, I just said three words. And to you, this is the greatest session ever. And the reason why is it's hard to listen to people. You know, you we all have friends out there, right? And you can see in their head, they're like, they're just being polite enough not to speak so they can add what they want to say. And, and there's no listening going back and forth. And I want to make sure that I set up an environment where I am actually listening to the words they are saying and their feelings of what they're saying. And that I set up this, this, um, this place where they can they can speak freely without being judged and that's what's more what that's what it's about me giving advice no it's not about that what i try to do now is i try to ask the right questions to probe it out of them because now i know they have the answers inside of them and it's my Ooh. job to pull it out of them and that's what it's all about mm. you know i want to touch upon something that you said and Carol Sue and I have often talked about this there is a huge different like obviously we're chatting back and forth we can hear each other but are we really listening yeah and I, I think that the, the the two words in and of itself for me resonate differently hearing and listening because you can hear you know people your spouse, your friend, your whatever it may be, coworker, boss, whatever, and kind of go through the motions, yeah, but your mind is not focused on because you're not actually listening. You're 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 internally like thinking of maybe your next appointment or what what's the next to do thing on your list or gosh, did I get everything on the grocery list for that recipe or did I did I you know remember to call you know the the wash machine company because it's you know I knew new new bearings whatever it may be so even though you're talking to them 
are we listening or are we hearing? And I think with, with hearing is your tend to, you're, you're not focused. You, you obviously, you physically, you, you know, you internally, you hear the words, you know, they're talking to you, but you're not, you don't pay attention. And I, I and I think, I think for a lot of women, especially, that would be probably their biggest pet peeve with their their spouse or boyfriend or loved one is, you're not listening to me. I mean, I mean, we all done that. Let's be real. You're not listening to me. And you and you know when when I hear, hear myself when I hear myself saying that, that is a cue for me to not get so upset, but be more mindful because we you know we all do it. You know, we all hear things, but sometimes we need to like slow down. And to get that process to, and it's kind of a habit, I think, Paul, don't you think you got to, it's a habit for me thing that you got to kind of take a break and really like look at the person talking to you and pay attention and be tuned in, hone in on their voice. I don't think we do enough of that. Yeah, 100%. I don't, have you guys seen the Mr. Rogers movie with uh, Tom Hanks? Yes. You saw, Okay. There's a scene in the beginning of the movie where the, the reporter, the writer is writing a story for, for Mr. Rogers. And Mr. Rogers is talking and the writer has like 20 things on his mind. He's moving around, he, he's listening to every other word. And one of the things that Mr. Rogers said to him, and it was hard to hear, but I was tuned into what he said. Mr. Rogers said to him, the most important thing I'm doing right now is having a conversation with so-and-so. I forget the name of the writer, right. but he said his name, said the guy's name. And I thought, how powerful is that? These two people are having a conversation, right? And one guy is tuned in to this, to this conversation, totally locked in in the conversation. And this other person is listening to every other word, trying to just pick up anything he can while, you know, taking the kids to work or writing or to school or, or doing whatever he was doing because it was chaotic in his time. So like what you said, Sue, it's about slowing things down and being locked into the conversation because that's what we want. That's what we crave. And a lot of times when we're in our day-to-day -day life, we don't get that. We, we, we get people, like you said, they're listening or they're, they're hearing you, but they're not listening. And, and I think that, like you said, we just got to slow things down and lock in to the conversation and just be more powerful for each party. You know, and I think too, it, it, and Jan and I will agree with this because we always joke around about, you know, relating to our hubbies that, you know, they hear, but they don't listen. And, you know, what I've learned, uh, you know, cause I'm more focused in on that um, because it's one of the things that you do talk about, and I absolutely love that, is actually engaging them with that first piece of the topic of hearing versus listening. Before I even now, like if it's especially if it's something important, you know, I'll say, "What is a good time? Let's let's sit down and chat." Because you also have to be mindful. You know, having if it's a serious conversation or something that's that's weighing heavy on your heart, or you know, something that you really want to express something. You also, is it a good time for you to have that conversation at that particular time? You know, is that person so caught up in the moment of what they're doing, or you know they have a busy day, or they're rushing out the door, or they're, you know, doing the juggling of the schedule? So what I've learned, um, a key piece is, again, if it's especially something that I really need is, uh, and I, uh, you know, I need his attention specifically, I will say to him, hey, um, I got a couple of things coming up that we really got to review or talk about or chat about is, is now a good time. 
And if it's, he said, you know, no, I'm, I got to get this yard work done or I'm on my way to pickleball or, you know, whatever it may be. And if he says no, and I say, okay, well, what is a good time? And I think, especially as couples, and when I talk about couples, uh, it, it may not necessarily be the couple within the home. It could be, you know, could be your friend. It could be your, your spouse. It could be uh, your child. It could be a teacher, a coworker, whatever. What is a good time? Ask that direct question because you may find more success when you've really already verbalized now, hey, it, this is important. We need like to look at each other and chat. We got to talk. And I want to make sure that you're not, your mind's not elsewhere. And I think when you do that, it makes them really think, oh, I, I, you, you want to like schedule a conversation with me? Yeah, because it's that important. People are afraid to do that. And I think that for me, it, it's been a game changer. Yeah, I, I can certainly relate to that. Paul, would, would you say that a lot of times maybe it's not so much what we say, but maybe how we say it, whether the opposing party um, is hearing or listening to us? Oh, no question about it. You know, it's it's body language. I, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but uh, 90 some odd percentage is not verbal. It's other cues that we have to pick up on. And sometimes, obviously, when we're on the phone, that's hard to do because we can only hear audio. But um, yeah, there, there's tone, there's body language, there's all kinds of thing. And it's and that's and it's all about being in tuned to the other person. It's not just hearing their words, listening to them, but being tuned to what what their what their body is saying as well. And um, yeah, uh, Sue made a great point about scheduling time because that brings me back to empathy, right? You know, we get upset with other people when they're not listening. Well, like you said, maybe this is not the best time to talk because they're they're doing some other stuff and then you just bring on this important topic. Well, they're not ready for that topic yet. And for you to schedule the time saying this is very, very important, you know, we'll talk at this time. When would that be the best time to talk? Now the other person goes, oh, this is important. Okay, I'll be prepared to listen because the other person said this is important as opposed to just, you know, in the middle of the moment saying, okay, we're, I'm going to hit you with this very important topic. And then you getting upset because the other person's not really listening. Well, the other person's not listening because that person might have like 20 things on their mind. You know, they might be going to work. They might be traveling. They got all this stuff. So sometimes it's, it's best to prepare the person for the topic. So both people are on the, on the same page. So I think that is very, very, very good information to share when you're in a couple uh, within a romantic relationship, but not just a romantic relationship with your friends, I think is important too, because there's important topics you need to talk with your friends as well. And you want to make sure that they're hundred percent in the conversation with you. So scheduling a time where you're both in a situation where you can lock in, I think is the best way to do it. So I think that's great. Wow. I, I love, I love that. What would you say is the most common mistake that people make, whether it's, I know some people like to email, you know, text messaging, you know, we, every, everyone's always on their devices. And I really truly believe that's really impeded um, the human touch of conversation it, it to me it's a, a human dance uh, if you will of you know like you said body language 
uh, tone, all those things. And because we live such in a digital world, a lot of people, that's their main focus of communication now is email or text. And you know, I'm actually dealing with specifically a person that that's our only means of communication. And for me, it makes it because you don't see the person's face, you don't hear the tone, you don't see the body language. And I think it's an injustice to the whole art of communicating. So what do you find that that's, you know, a lot of people are resorting to that type of conversation now or not? And, you know, what would you say would be the really the detrimental thing about doing it that way? I just, it's not, for me, it's, it's good digital devices and all that are great for like a quick thing, but not to have a good conversation. Oh yeah, and no question about it. Email, text, that's changed the game, right? We don't have to have a, a conversation with anybody. We can just hit a quick text or a, a quick email and it goes back and forth. And, and personally, I think that's that's a beautiful thing because a lot of times it, it's it's just more efficient. A lot of times we're, we're on the go, so we don't have time for a long conversation, but a quick text real quick or a quick email real quick, it, it gets the job done. Um, one of the things that I, I will mention to you about this is when you text or when you email, especially those two ways of communicating, try your best not to communicate when you're either a little upset, a little sad, or a little angry, because you can't take it back. Once you push send, the yeah. other person sees it. And, you know, two hours later, you may regret those things you put in text, or you may regret what you put in email so make sure before you hit send, think to yourself, will I regret this later on if I hit send? Don't, don't do it in an emotional st uh, status state because, you know, you hit that send button and you could start uh, a, a, a poor uh, situation. Absolutely. I agree with that. Don't you too, Jan? I mean, and I think, I think we're, you know, to a certain degree, we're all a little guilty of that. Because like you said, it is convenient. You can get to the point real quick. Um, and, but it, to me, it's just not a good way to, like, especially if, if there's some emotion in there, like, like you said, take that step back, take a little breather, uh, because that's true. Uh, so many people, you know, their mindset changes in, in, a, in the heat of the moment versus being happy or really discerning over whatever whatever's going on. And another thing about that as well is, since it is through email or text, you don't know the emotion behind it. So you could, the other person could send it in one way, right? And, and think of it as, as, as everything's cool. And you could receive it and go, how dare they say it that way? I can't believe they said it that way. And, you, and then you're going back and forth and, like, and the other person's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't mean it that way. Sure. Before you, the other, before you receive it and you receive it and you get emotional about that, really take it in and, and really think about what they're saying and maybe ask a clarifying question on what you really meant by that. Cause I really didn't understand it. Cause sure. a lot of times they're not trying to hurt your feelings or, or make right. you upset. It's just, unfortunately the way we receive it because we're just, we're just seeing it on a, on a screen. We're not seeing their emotion. We're not seeing their tone. So we got to really be cognizant of that, of what they really meant by what their text or their email. You know, too, and I think it's it, it boils down to the art of maybe unlearning, but also learning different ways to um, get our point across. Because earlier, you know, as you were chatting, 
you know, <laughs> when you had mentioned a client that you were working with and they thought that that was the most beautiful, you know, fantastic um, meeting that they had with you. And you said that you only said three words. That's pretty significant. And I think the art of learning to actively listen versus, oh, oh wait a minute, I got to get my point across. Uh, I, I got to tell you this. I got to, like, we just kind of need to unlearn that habit. Yeah. And, and I think that they were reading my, my energy. They knew I was listening to the conversation. Um, and that was, that's what it was all about. We talk about, you know, communication, it's 90% nonverbal and they could see that I was communicating with them by not talking because they knew that I was actively listening to what they had to say. And they knew they were in a spot where it was judge free, where they could just open their mouth and just go. I think that that I have a, I have a full disclosure. I have a, a life coach for myself. And the, the beautiful thing about it is, is I have a space, a safe space where I can just talk. And I know the person on the other end is listening to what I have to say. It's, it's, it's just, it's just so much different, you know, uh, because when you're in your day to day, that doesn't always happen, but you know, we all crave that. We all crave that conversation where can just somebody just listen to me? I have something to say and, and nobody's really listening to me. And to have a person that that will listen to you, actively listen to you, it's just a game changer. Yeah. yeah. I, I think so too, because it, you know, there is, it's that give and take. Um, but while you're having that conversation and listening, you know, I always... And I think this uh, probably one one of my pieces, which I'm working much better with and, and more uh, kind of honed in on, is really allowing the person to finish whatever they're they're getting off their chest or whatever they're discussing. Because so many so many times, I think a lot of people can say, "Yeah, I do that too." Is we interject too quickly, or we we don't allow whatever that person is trying to share to fully kind of have the stage fully have the table and and get off or communicate what they're trying to tell us and you know i think that's also a very important piece to having that conversation is knowing when you know to make sure allow that pause time and then interject or you know make sure a lot of times i'll just come out and say it um are you are you, is that it? Are you, do you have more to add to that? Because, you know, I've got some thoughts with that, but I, I want to make sure that you've gotten it, everything that you wanted to say. And I, I, I think a lot of people in general uh, don't think about that important piece of really listening and, and give and take of the conversation. Yeah. Another point uh, to that that just reminded me is, uh, you know, when you're having a conversation with uh, somebody, especially if it's a, a, a partner that you're married to or, or, or such, one of the things that that we we have miscommunication with is, is this conversation, are we going to just listen or do you need my advice? And I think that should be said in the beginning. OK, you know, when they get into this this topic. Do you want me to just listen to you? Are we going to go into brainstorming? Are we coming up with a solution? Because sometimes the one person might be in brainstorming mode and the other person's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't need brainstorming. I got this. I just need to get it off my chest. 
Right. I love that. Well, you know, and here's a funny thing I want to share. It's a tad off topic, but this morning I felt that a friend of mine who's on Facebook is, is committed to himself to doing 30 days of live Facebook, um, what he's passionate about and he wants to provide value. And I thought to myself, gee, I want to do that, but I am such a, um, I'm a little shy by nature to go live by myself. And as I'm kind of contemplating that this morning, like, oh, I can't do this. You know, we start having those types of conversations with, with ourselves. And I, I finally had to say, whoa, wait a minute. Like I am putting too much energy into being a really kind of wimpy babyish about it. Like I just need to get on for a couple minutes and just say what I want to say. And you know what? That felt kind of good. And I did it. I did do a Facebook live. I will tell you, I did not. I was just done with, you know, doing my uh, workout, um, looked like crap, but my, my heart was in what I wanted to say, even though it's not my best. I was very proud of myself for doing that. Good for you. That brings up a, a, a great point, Janice, that um, we are the worst critics of ourselves. The inner dialogue we say to ourselves, a lot of times we won't even say to our worst enemy, but we say to ourselves on a daily basis, and that's just not right. We have to change that dialogue in our, on ourselves. And the best way to do that is be aware of that uh, conversation that we're having with ourselves. And it sounds like you had that conversation with yourself that you were starting to be aware of, of the of the negativity that you were saying to yourself and you stopped yourself and go, no, I'm going to get a little live today and I'm just going to do it. And the great thing about that is that you went on live after the gym, you were authentic, right? You didn't get made up or anything like that. And you know why? The audience will connect with you more because you were authentic. Sometimes when we're too done up, it doesn't, it doesn't connect because the audience can feel it's not real. It's not authentic. And that's one of the reasons why I like the Two Sisters uh, podcast so much is you guys are, are so authentic and you guys are real people. And I, your audience can say, you know what? I've been there. You know, what? I'm in the car. I'm driving. I'm doing this. And, and they, 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 they laugh to themselves going, oh, man, I, I'm in the same boat right now. I'm doing what you're doing right now. And exactly. you're bringing it to them. And it, it, there's an element of fun there that you guys that you guys bring because you do it so authentic and you're not worried about, oh, is the audio great or this or that? You just go out and do it. And I think that's what hits home with a lot of people that listen to your show. Well, yeah, we, we appreciate that, Paul. And it, it is true because it was one of the, the key pieces of really, you know, sharing our passion was we want to make sure that, you know, anybody can do it. Um, if that's their desire, I mean, it, doing podcasts, having that commitment to do them, you know, five days a week is not a fit for a lot of people. Some people do a podcast once a week. Sometimes it's, you know, uh, once a month and the whole, you know, a lot of people do the recording piece to it and all that. Uh, we, you know, we decided we wanted to do it differently uh, because there are so many people that have desires they have passions of whether it's writing whatever whatever their their niche is and they're so afraid that they're never they're never ready they're never prepared and frequently 
what happens is that desire or that dream or that goal ends up going in, you know, the, you know, buried away and you never get to it because you're afraid to start because you have this perception of how it's supposed to be. And that was one of the things that Jan and I talked about as we evolved was, no, we were just going to let it roll, let it play out uh, for our daily lives. And yeah, there's sometimes like I can't get on or she can't get on or, or, you know, we got to postpone it. We just let it go because that's real. I mean, every day uh, is a journey in and of itself that we don't know it's gonna how it's gonna unfold. Sometimes even even doing the best planning, you never never know. So if that's true to how life is, well, we want to reflect that in in what we do with our podcast, and that is why health and wellness, you know, really is a is a is a broad uh, subject matter. And we, you know, we, we in, encompass so many different things. And that's what we love what we do and bringing in people like you and other guests that, you know, wide range of perspectives on everything, all health and wellness. And it works and we love it. Even all the cookiness that goes on. <laughs> we do love it. And I just want to say, I do look a little better than I did this morning. Just had to get that in there. Well, you look good. I'm, I'm a little, I've got a little sweat hat going on here and, um, you know, I, I, I was grateful to get some, some pickleball in. So, uh, it's a gorgeous day and I'm hoping no matter where our listeners and viewers are that, you know, if it's a gray day outside, make some sunshine, turn up some lights, play on some music, get in, you know, into those great conversations and, you know, listen, let's all start listening better. Paul. Um, do you have a couple minutes? May, and then, by the way, I want to segue over to uh, Wisdom for just a moment and welcome sure. on Wisdom. I see some familiar names. So thank you so much for being here today. Do you have um, a couple minutes that maybe we could invite somebody up from Wisdom to maybe ask you a question or contribute wow. to the conversation? I will love that. Let's do it. Oh. Wonderful. Hey, Wisdom, would anyone like to come up on stage? We have time for one guest to come up if you would love to contribute to the conversation or, of course, ask Paul a question. Um, <laughs> Paul, you know, as Carol Sue said, every day is a journey. In your journey, it, I can't tell you how many times I've read your bio, like, which is a lot. And by the way, you, you do have to write a book, just saying. You really need to do that. But every time, <laughs> every time I read your bio, every time I listen to your podcast, um, I just kind of like, wow, I, I am amazed by your story. Can you just, for those of us um, hearing your voice and your story for the, the first time, can you share a little bit about the backdrop of your story? Because it to this day continues to blow me away. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so. Um... I was born with something called uh, cerebral palsy. And if some of your viewers don't know what that is, it's lack of oxygen to the brain at labor. And as a result of this lack of oxygen to the brain at labor, it can leave one side of the body paralyzed. And this is permanent. It, it doesn't go away. You have it for life and it can affect your speech and there's different severities of it. So it's, it's, it's extremely serious. <clears throat> so when I was born, I wasn't moving the right side of my body very much. And obviously my mother was very concerned about that. So she took me to the doctor to get some testing done. And that's when I was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. And this particular doctor said um, that this, uh, this form of cerebral palsy was so severe 
that he thought I would never, ever be able to walk. And when I got to a certain age, it'd be a good idea to get me into a wheelchair because that was going to be uh, my life going forward. And I've had several conversations with my mom about that. And when she heard that news for the first time, naturally, she was devastated, you know, cried herself to sleep, wondering what the life was going to be for her baby boy. She told me that next day when she woke up and she got me ready to start the day. And I'm an infant. I can't talk at this time. And she said that I gave her a look, a look if to say, Mom, do not let this be my story. I want to walk. And that mama bear inside of my mom started roaring. Mm. She got a second opinion, a third opinion, a fourth opinion, a fifth opinion, finally found a physician willing to help. And with this physician's help and me doing physical therapy five to six times a week and my mom's unrelentless attitude to say that I was going to walk, I was walking between age two and three, a feat that four of the doctors said wasn't going to happen, I was doing and it, it, you know, obviously at that time at two or three, I really didn't get the scope of that. I do now, but not at two or three, but I, I remember the struggles. I remember the struggles at that, at that time, and especially younger, younger in my life, you know, being put into soccer because my mom, because one of the things with cerebral palsy to this day, I have to do physical therapy or not, well, not physical therapy, but I am, I'm in the gym. I got to be at the gym four to five times a week to keep, keep, keep my body moving. I can't, I can't just be stagnant. So I got to do that for the rest of my life, which has been a great thing. Um, so my mom wanted me to keep me active and that was part of the thing. So she always put me into sports cause I just needed to move my body. Uh, so we tried different sports and one of the sports that she tried me with was soccer. And at this point in my life, I could probably run, I don't know, 25 to 50 yards before my, my leg would give out. And that's all I could do. And uh, I remember one day after practice going, I was going to go to my mom and say, mom, I don't want to play soccer anymore. I'm not having fun. Kids are making fun of me. This is just not for me. And what my mom told me has, has changed my life uh, at five years old because it, it, it stuck with me to this day in my personal life and in my business life. She said, Paul, if you do not want to play soccer anymore, that is fine. But you have to honor your commitments. So you have to finish out that soccer season. If you don't want to play soccer after that, you do not have to play soccer after that. And that's exactly what has happened. I'm 42 years old now, and I haven't played soccer since I was five years old. But I've honored my commitments. I've honored what I, I, I needed to do. And then after I honored the commitment, I go, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. That's just not for me. Or I want to continue on that. That was great. You know, it just it's just very good. Um, you know, in your life to be that way, because then you know what you become reliable, you become reliable in your business, and you become reliable as a friend or as a lover or whatever relationship you have with the other person, because you know that you follow through and it's just a huge, huge thing. Um, just gonna, kind of going forward, I won't go into everything in my story, because I know you guys heard my story many times, but we love it, though. <laughs> it, it, it's it, the good thing about it is it rekindles that you know especially that piece about not quitting um because that's so relatable to so many people uh and and we all fall into that trap like oh this is not going to work out well you know what what's the worst that can happen you you completed it and like you said it, it's not for me but at least i know i tried it mm -hmm. or i went for it and in my journey that's not part of my journey but I, at least i, I completed it 
and I think that's the the hard thing about society today today is people are too eager to just ah not for me done you know give it up nope try something else and the sad part about when you repeatedly give up and you repeatedly do that it becomes a habit and it does impact all aspects of your life so I I absolutely love that and forever is is one of the greatest lessons of your of your story yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that, that, that you're hitting on is we do not want to feel uncomfortable and we try things new or, or do something different. We're uncomfortable because we don't know the, we don't know the outcome or we don't, we, we might look silly to other people, but the more that we put ourselves out there and be uncomfortable, like Janice, you talk about doing those Facebook lives. I guarantee you, you, you know, you might be uncomfortable right now doing it by yourself, but I guarantee you by the 30th day, you'd be like, Oh, this is great. Boop, boop, beep. I got this. I, I'm not nervous anymore. I, I, I got my flow down um, because you put yourself out there and you were uncomfortable, but you push through that uncomfortable feeling. And after you push through it and you do those lives for 30 days, you're going to feel so good about yourself because you know what? When I first started this, I was really, really nervous. But now because I do, I've done it every single day, you know what? I love it. It's good. I want to do it. Or you don't love it and you go, but I did it and right. I got it out of my system. Exactly. Did, I say, did I say I was going to commit to 30 days? Oh, I, I don't know if you did or not. I don't know. What, 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 give us the number you're going to commit to. What? I, you know what? Right here. I will commit to 30 days. I will even go on live on my personal page again this afternoon. There you go. I Most love it. I love it. I will actively uh, suit that out so that I, I comment and like that. So I, I we, we, we keep each other accountable for that. So I will, That's I will right. like that. And I'll, I'll give you the, I'll give you encouragement because I think it is not easy doing lives. It isn't. No. I, I do lives every now and again too. And you know, you, you get on the live and you're like, and especially when you say Janice, when you're by yourself, because you're like, okay, uh, well I'm by myself and I kind of have to do a monologue here and I got to carry it, you know, with, with the two sisters, you guys can bounce things off each other. Sure. So it makes it, makes it kind of eat. It makes it a little bit different, but when you're by yourself and you do a live, you got to carry it and you don't, you don't have a temperature, but you know what, just be your true self. And that's all you can do. But when you're, when you be your true self, people out there are going to go, Oh, I connect with that person. Why? Because Janice is being real right now. Like you just did right. one with the gym. I, I think that's great because that's what people are, right? They're in the gym. Not, not every moment of the day, you're going to be looking your best. That's just not the way it is. That's not life. So when you, you go on there and you're brave enough to, to do a, a live after the gym, that's awesome because other people are, like, are, are thinking to themselves, oh, I could never do a live that way. But other people are doing it. Maybe that might give me the encouragement to do it as well. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing those words of wisdom. Oh, my gosh. Um, we, we just love these podcasts with you. We really do. I love, I love being on these podcasts with you because every time I've been on, you said five times, it seems like it, it, it's awesome that I've been on five times, but every time I'm off the podcast, I feel good. I feel like a, a jolt of energy because you, you guys are so positive people, you know, that I, I can, I can feel it. I know that we're not in the same room. I know we're on the other side of the, the country, but I right. can feel your energy through the, these podcasts and especially when I'm on. Um, and then when you guys do your, your, uh, specials, you know, when I, I think I've been honored to be on your, like what 300th episode. And yeah, so we're actually, uh, we've got a, a big one coming up 
soon that we're we're actually in the uh, in the works of working on, right, Jan? Yes, we are. It's coming up in uh, a few weeks. We, you know, of course, we'll be wow celebrating our 600th episode uh, in a few weeks, as I mentioned. And you know what, Carol? So I know that like 600 when when we say 600 episodes, it's a lot of Casella sisters chit chatting going on there. And yes, it, it, it's an impressive number, but I think more importantly, it's really about the connections we've made, you know, meeting Paul, meeting, you know, we've had so oh, many. Awesome. Yeah, we, we, we are so blessed that way. You know, our viewers, we, we, we have our favorites. They always message us after the fact. Um, and uh, they're very well aware. They will let us know like, hey, mm, you went on today. What happened? Is everything all right? Because we're very real and, and, and very honest about like, hey, you know, today didn't work out. You know, our schedules didn't click or, you know, this one was going in one direction. This one was going in another. And that's I don't think we'll, we'll change from that format because it just, uh, you know, people it is relatable. You know, you know, it's sometimes when we're like if, if I'm on the office and or, or Jan's in her office and, you know, one of the hubs happens to come in unexpectedly. Hey, we had don't come in there. We share that. I mean, that's part of uh, I, I think what we do that is unique. And what I love, all aspects of mindset, health, wellness uh, is incorporated through and, you know, really, really uh, resonates with so many people. It's because of the guests like you, Paul, that we bring on, you know, to share your perspectives it just resonates with people and they, and they absolutely love it. And we're so blessed um, that you continue to be a repeat offender. Well, I love it too, because it's, it's great. You're doing these podcasts. We would never have met if you right. guys didn't do this podcast. I mean, I think it's such a beautiful thing. That's one of the beautiful things about technology is that we yeah. can do these podcasts and, we, and then the world becomes smaller and we can, can become friends with people that we would never become friends with just because of, of geographics, not, nothing else besides that. And there's, right. there's beautiful people all over the nation that we get to become friends with all because of this great uh, um, medium of podcasting. Yeah, great, great platforms to really share people, get them thinking, get them doing, get them on their health and wellness journey, get their mindset changing and really uh, writing their story, rewriting their story, and rewriting their story because it's an ever, ever changing journey. It's an ever changing. We have so many chapters to the story within the story. So I, I absolutely love that. Yeah. And you know, Paul, um, before we sign off, can you share with our viewers and listeners how they can connect with you further? Yeah, I appreciate that. <clears throat> one of the easiest ways to connect with me, um, one is my website, which is a call to action.coach. Um, a call to action.coach. And um, on there, I do have a, a small ebook that you can download. It's absolutely free. Download that off that. you So you can hear my my journey in a little bit more detail of what I did through cerebral palsy and what you can do. Um, not having cerebral palsy, but being able to take back your pen and write the story that you want for yourself, not for anybody else. And I also have a Facebook group called Rewrite Your Story, which you you two are both members up and I really appreciate it. You guys have been great members and very supportive and I really, really uh, appreciate that. So thank you for that. And we have on this Rewrite Your Story, we have meetup groups once a month where we bring in, uh, sometimes we bring in a special speaker or sometimes we don't, 
but we allow space for everybody on the call, everybody on the Zoom call, opportunity to share what's been going on in their lives. And the group is there only to support, not to judge. We're there to, to lift each other up. You know, there's some times where people are sharing some deep stuff and, and, and we're there right. to lift them up. And sometimes they're sharing their wins and we're there to cheer them on. So it's, it's a great group. So rewrite your story, Facebook group. We'd love to have you on. That's awesome. And we'll make sure we'll have that in the show notes as well. We sure will. And on that note, for this Mindset Monday, perhaps the question of the day should be for our viewers and listeners, how are you going to rewrite your story? Love that. Yeah. Okay. Well, you heard it live here. That is the question of the day. And of course, we will make sure um, all of Paul's contact information are in the show notes. We'll have the question of the day. And then, of course, later on, we do post the question of the day separately. And you can either go to our website, www.2sistas.online. You can connect through us through there, whether it's by voicemail or a contact form. We would love to hear from you. Paul, thank you so much again. Uh, such an amazing podcast. I am so fired up. I can't wait to do my Facebook Live this afternoon. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Wisdom. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, and I'm with two sisters. And this is Carol Sue, aka, gonna get my. Uh sweat a little more sweat going on a little bit more pickleball and you know it's monday mindset what are you going to do to get your mind in the right spot i absolutely love the conversation that we talked about today i challenge all of our viewers and our listeners uh take paul's advice uh and really listen let's not just hear people let's listen i bet you'll better have a better conversation if you do with that we will see you tomorrow for Triumph Tuesday. We wish everyone a really, really great week. Paul, thank you so much again. Everyone, take care. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you, Paul. Thank you.